I'm Jack Edwards. Jack Edwards, the voice of the Boston Bruins. It's like a heartbeat with this team. Boom! Jack Edwards joins Merloni and Fourier live on Sports Radio WEEI. And who has more fun than us? Get up! Yeah, it is a Bruins Thursday. And with that, we're bringing our guy Jack Edwards on the Harbor One Hotline. Uh, Jack, how you doing? Lou and Christian here. I'm doing okay. I'm <laughs> hoping for better tonight. <laughs> yes, I think we all are. Jack, I want to start you off because we were just we were just discussing what happened um, of the report out in Chicago and Joel Quinville on that bench last night. What were your thoughts? Did you did you think he would be there or should he have been there? I I thought he would be there. Um, uh, there was uh, uh, an inner debate going on at Nesson uh, as to whether he should be there or not. Um, you know, the uh, the spotlight was a little bright last night, and uh, given the sensitivity of that situation, considering that uh, a member of the Blackhawks organization was sexually abused, and there's documentation that he knew about it uh, during the playoffs, and they didn't do anything about it, and then... Uh, the guy went on to uh, get recommendations from uh, Quinville. Reported, you know that, you know I haven't seen the documents, but uh, it was reported that uh, the guy got a uh, recommendation from Quinville. So, you know it's uh, it would have been more graceful for him to. Um, to uh, take the game off and go see Gary Bettman today. But uh, I thought uh, knowing Quenville for uh, many years that that he's a really focused guy on uh, his team and his games. And uh, oftentimes that can uh, distort one's perspective and I think uh, he'll look back and, and say, you know, I, I should have taken the night off. But uh, I, I it's a really, really difficult situation. And uh, only Joel knows for sure why he did what he did. Yeah, you don't, you don't think these guys, any of these guys survived this, though, right? I mean, they, they can't keep these guys employed. Um, to be determined... Uh, you know, Quenville, Quenville is uh, one of the uh, most successful coaches in NHL history. Uh, that franchise has invested a lot in the infrastructure that Quenville is the backbone of. And uh, I think they will absorb any blow from the league, but uh, my gut is that they'll keep it. Oh, Jack, I don't know how you can. I mean, I don't know how this league can even allow that. I mean, what you're choosing is infrastructure of an organization and, and a guy with history over, you know, what Kyle Beach went through and, and with this guy knowing of it. Like, I, I don't I don't see there's a chance of him surviving. I, I'm I'm with you, you know, I but you asked me whether I thought he would survive it, and I think he's going to survive it. Wow. 
All right, let's uh, let's get to this game last night because uh, first period Bruins came out looked, looked good. And I know at one point in the second period, I don't know what it ended up being. It was fourteen to two shots on goal. I know Bruce Cassidy wasn't happy about it either. And obviously, just possessing the puck became an issue for this team. So is that something you're concerned long term, or was that a one night thing going up against maybe the one of the better teams in the in the conference? Yeah, we're going to find out tonight because Carolina pushes the pace as well as any team, and they are deep and they are skilled, and they're on a terror, too. They haven't lost or uh, had an overtime loss or shootout loss yet, and um, they're rolling out the same lineup that they've had their last few games, and uh, the Bruins are going to have to take care of the puck. It was mental errors, and, and those led to physical errors. You know, if you're in the game... Um, it's uncanny uh, how baseball crosses over to hockey because baseball is thinking about situations that may not arise for seven or eight years. And then in a tenth of a second, you have to recognize that exact situation that you once upon a time discussed and do the right thing. And the same is true in hockey, which is, such a different pace but it's so chaotic that you've got to think you've got to use your imagination for every single situation and if you're not tuned up mentally there's no chance you're going to be able to react to the situation physically and that's what happened to the Bruins in the second and third periods last night Okay, so last time we spoke to you, uh, Linus Olmark was uh, making his season debut. So your thoughts on him, his first game, and uh, just the whole, I guess I would call it, uh, goalie battle as a whole. Um, Jeremy Swayman gets the start tonight. He's got to have a solid performance. Uh, Olmark has been getting better each time we've seen him. Um, I, I think the club is not comfortable yet with his proclivity to give up long rebounds, and it happened again last night, but uh, the Bruins were alert to it, and they were defending the house and getting rid of the puck in the dangerous areas. So uh, Omar has some technical work to do. Uh, as far as Swayman goes, uh, he just had a bad outing last time, and uh, – I I got a feeling he's going to be much, much better tonight. Talking to Jack Edwards of Neston. And, Jack, last night, uh, Stanika, who started the year down in Providence, um, looked good last night flying around. So is there more of a permanent role in your mind, or should there be for him? Well, he played his butt off in this first period, and, and he was really effective. But um, the job of a top-six center, which is projected what he's going to be is to change the momentum of the game and if you have the momentum uh, build the gap between you and your opponent and in the second period Bergeron and uh, Studnika and Halla and Lazar all had that challenge and Nosek when he was playing center and they, they didn't rise to the challenge. They did not change the momentum. And uh, 
that's what the Bruins say that Studnika's potential is. I believe it is, but uh, he's got to be better tonight. And and fortunately, <laughs> they they get a chance to go right back on the ice 24 hours later and correct those flaws. So, Jack, another guy that popped, too, Jake Dabrowski. I don't know what his future is here in Boston, but I know one thing, that if he ever gets traded, it's probably going to be to Florida. What is with him when he plays Florida? He just looks like the player you want. just wish I'd see it more often. Well, I, I think, uh, Lou, that we've seen the player we want uh, from a Bruins perspective uh, just about every time this season so far. Uh, he, is, he is carrying himself differently. You know, his physical stature is different. His body language sends a different message. Uh, he's head up all the time, uh, talking on the bench, and making things happen with his straight, straight line speed. He's going right to the post, and that's the game that Jake DeBrusque has to play. Um, if he scores tonight, it'll be his third goal in the sixth game of the season. That'll be faster than an habitually slow starter has ever started a season in the NHL. So, you know, I, I think the earliest he's gotten his third goal is 10 games. So um, he's going in the right direction. So we're talking to Jack Edwards. And, Jack, I feel like uh, this is like a, like a nest for you. Like you can vent. You can complain if you want to. Like we won't judge you for anything, no matter what. You're our guy, foxhole guy. You can't be happy about this whole non-travel situation with games, Jack. I mean – why can't you guys just fly on the team plane? You know, um, I uh, I talked to Fluto Shinzawa in the Athletic about this, and uh, you guys, as broadcast industry veterans, know that the bottom line is the bottom line, and uh, Nesson rates really well when the Red Sox or the Bruins are on the air. And all of Nesson's programming is based around those two teams. Well, pretty much. You know, 90% of its programming is based around those two teams. Um, Nesson did not lay anybody off during the height of the pandemic. And I, I don't know of any broadcast entity that can say that other than Nesson. And and that's an amazing thing. And so I trust Sean McGrail. I trust Ray Gilbo. I trust Howard Zalkowitz. And, uh, you know, I I voiced my my opinion. And, uh, you know, they, they don't have to like it. And they know reasonable people can disagree, but uh, I, I would think that they would want me to want to be there. And, yeah, I do want to be there, but uh, we've got to think of, of larger things to circle back to the first subject. You know, <laughs> there's humanity at stake inside of Nessus. There are people, there are families that are dependent on those incomes, and if we have to sacrifice a little bit of travel for the good of the company, for the long-term coverage, 
So be it. Jack, the last one for me. Um, I saw Elliot Friedman said that the Bruins still may have some interest in Jack Eichel. Now, financially, I don't know what the fit is. I think player-wise, I think obviously there, there's a need there, right? But um, should they be interested in this guy? Do you think there's anything to it? You know, an MMA uh, uh, fighter had the disc surgery that Eichel wants. And we all know hockey is a violent game. But it's checkers compared to MMA. And, you know, I, I can't for the life of me understand why Buffalo insists upon overruling the athlete because the athlete's future as an athlete and as a person, it's his life. And he wants to get this surgery done because he thinks it's the best option. So, yeah, if the Bruins are interested in Jack Eichel, he would be a perfect fit. But I don't know how they're going to move enough money um, to fit him under the cap, especially next year when McAvoy goes to nine and a half, and the year after that when Pasternak is up. All right, Jack, listen, good luck uh, tonight. Enjoyed that one. I guess, uh, unfortunately, it's down in Carolina again. So, But I know you'll do your best, you and Brick. You guys always do. We appreciate the time, buddy. All right, thanks, my Thanks, guys. Jack.